Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Fanatics Huddle. Uh, I'm Corey. My name is Ian. And I'm Brett. And we'll be serving you in banter and sports from now until one of us graduates first, and then we all cry. I'm planning on going eight years, though. I don't go here. Thank you, Brett. Wait, who invited you? Let's talk about football. <laughs> all right. <laughs> so as we know, the NFL season's coming up. I just want the record to show that we were playing this uh, preview to come out way earlier. We're kind of dropping the ball on this perspective by this point. The first game has probably started the Falcons and the Eagles. Rise up, go Falcons. Okay. Um, <laughs> let the record show that Ian is not a fan of the Falcons. We're the Eagles. Rise up. Hey. <laughs> So what we're going to do in today's episode is we're basically going to power rank our teams. We've already done them before the show. We averaged them out. We got them listed from 31, uh, 32, but the Eagles are basically number one. Spoiler alert. Uh, 32 up. to one. And basically we're going to take you through and give us, give like a two to three minutes on each team along with uh, some weekly predictions at the end of the show and also some awards predictions for how the season's gonna go you got anything to say i say first of all rise up go falcons at the same time also say 28 to 3 patriots rule second of all let's get started what are you thinking Corey? well we're gonna start off with the power rankings and we're going from probably talking about the falcons who are a decent team to Basically, the ugly cousin of their division, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, who we have both ranked 32 in our list. Crab legs. Jameis Winston. What a guy. You know, he's a real stand act. I love when my quarterback that I spent my number one pick on is either arrested for abuse or stealing crab legs. But he was the star of Hard Knocks two years ago, so he's okay. Go Florida State. <laughs> Gotta be proud of that one. I would just like to add that I am aware that the Cleveland Browns were on hard knocks this year. That is a true statement by Brett. Brett is our baseball guy, basically. But he's going to be here to give us basically the really casual fan's perspective. on Dropping some real truth there, Brett. <laughs> Brett's going to drop some basic knowledge <laughs> that most NFL people who've watched, like, who, like, watch the Super Bowl only will give you. Right yes, now. I, I like facts. I like to state facts because then I can't be wrong. Right now, Brett is reading NFL for Dummies. <laughs> <laughs> right next to there is a website which I can't list on public air, but you get the gist. <laughs> anyway, the Buccaneers. <laughs> Let's just say Brett is clearing his search history now that we've said it. <laughs> <laughs> so the Bucks, basically, everyone knows the news about them. Uh, they don't have Jameis Winston for the first four games of the year, which honestly doesn't make that much of a difference because the, they had more talent on their roster last year than they do this year. And that's due in part to the fact that their running game is was abysmal last year, even though Doug Martin was supposed to carry the load, muscle hamster. And uh, he was more like fat hamster because i'm pretty sure he ran for less than three yards of carry and fumbled a ton to earn himself a spot on the bench and i also don't like him because i drafted him for fantasy thinking it was going to be a rebound and he wasn't side note fat hamster was my fourth grade nickname 
really upset that you brought that up. I'm sorry that I hit some chords. I, I wish you, I had told you that one in confidence, man. I'm sorry. <laughs> the only other notable thing to talk about with the Bucks really is that Dirk Cutter's their head coach, and I'm honestly surprised he's still a head coach. I watched him on Hard Knocks when he was on there, and he talked to Jameis Winston the same way my preschool teacher talked to me when she taught me how to use the bathroom. Wipe harder. Throw the ball down the middle, and you'll get picked off. And Jameis would always say, sure thing. Two plays later, he'd throw it down the middle, and then he would be really surprised at the results that came up from that. Crab legs. So, I miss Roberto Aguayo. Can I just say? Oh, oh my please God. do. Hard Knocks hero. The absolute feature of Hard Knocks for about three episodes. God, I miss him. And he was just like over the Chargers the other day, too. I don't think anyone that the Hard Knocks has focused on really has lived up to their potential. Wasn't he from Florida State, too? Yeah, he was James Winston's teammate. Oh, my goodness. Who's the head coach for Florida State? Football? Jimbo Fisher. No, no, no. No, Jimbo Fisher. He still is? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Man. What a college. <laughs> it's like the UNH of the South. Go Cats. <laughs> yeah, so that's it for the Bucks. I'm not really expecting much for them. They're probably going to finish dead last in their division. They're in a pretty good division. I'd say the best one overall. I would argue the exact same thing. I think the top three teams, the Falcons, Panthers, and Saints, are. it's sad that they're competing for the fifth and sixth spots because – in the NFC, because that's, I don't know. It just goes to show how tough it is. The NFC is a really good conference in general. It's basically the equivalent of the West and the NBA, where the East has, like, maybe two or three good teams. But the minute they'll play, like, a Western Conference team, or in this case an NFC team, they'll just get, it will show the huge gap in skill. Brett, not to treat you like Robin Gibb on the Barry Gibb talk show, but do you have anything to add? No. Thank you, sir. Much to Brett's surprise, we're now going to include a Brett segment at the end of each preview where Brett's going to summarize the team in one word. So for the Bucks, Brett, what is your word? <laughs> Crap legs. Asshole. <laughs> That's very accurate. <laughs> Speaking of assholes, it's everyone's favorite. Uh, we're moving to 31, the Buffalo Bills. And oh, uh, we have decided that we are listing them there because of one name and one name only. And it was their first-round draft pick, which summarizes how bad they are. We're not even going to talk about the team. We're just going to talk about Bill's Mafia. Exactly, because that's the only positive, really, to have here. Mm-hmm. I mean, their best player, LaShawn McCoy, got in trouble with the police over the offseason. Now that's shady. <laughs> wow. And uh, they also wasted their first-round pick on Josh Allen, who I'm pretty sure is never going to play a quality start in his entire life. Was he the eighth pick? Ninth. Ninth? Should have drafted Josh Rosen. I've been saying that for weeks. (laughs) But, yeah, the Bills, they made the playoffs last year, and they thought, hey, you know what? That was really fun. Let's never do that again. So they decided to trade away Tyrod Taylor, who was the quarterback that actually got them there. Mm -hmm. And they traded him to Cleveland for, I'm pretty sure, dirt. I don't even know what they got out of that. They didn't get anything good. I think they were lucky if they got dirt out of that. They should have got way more because I feel like Tyrod's very underrated. I think if you use him well, he could be a very good player. We'll we'll talk about it more when we get to Cleveland. But all the Jets' defense has 
<clears throat> very few notable standout players. This is not the Bills team you remember from like a few years ago where they had a quality defense and terrible offense. Pretty sure we all remember the Kyle Orton weird year where they went 9-7. and seven. Those were the best days but of my life. But their defense was like disgusting. It had Mario Williams on it, Marcel Darius, Stephon Gilmore, Ronald Darby. Mm-hmm. But now the roster has depleted to just basically LaShawn McCoy and... It's Ke- oh, fat Kelvin Benjamin. Oh, that's true. Don't tell Cam Newton. Actually, tell him we said that because you know what? He hates him now. He showed great leadership in that segment. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I really don't have anything else more to say on the Bills if you have anything. I have nothing to add. Um, I think everybody thought Josh Rosen was going to be kind of a hidden gem like Carson Wentz. <coughs> and I know we haven't seen anything yet, but you know what? I think we can just all assume that that is not going to happen. He's like seven feet tall. I can only throw the ball deep. And do they have anybody who can go deep besides maybe Kelvin Benjamin? Maybe because he's their only notable receiver? I don't think so. Not a real threat. Not a great quarterback. That's all I have to add. Also, the another thing to display like how bad the Bills are is, I don't know if you were under a rock, but they announced that Nathan Peterman is starting week one. And Nathan Peterman, just for those of you who don't know, threw five interceptions in one half. That's one full hand of interceptions. Also, I'd like to add, um, I saw this on Twitter when uh, the Bills account tweeted it out that they were they announced that they were starting Nathan Peterman, and they ended it with like an exclamation point, and all these people are getting pissed off in the comments. They're like, why are you so excited about starting Nathan <laughs> Peterman at quarterback? That's such a slap in the face to Bills. Because it's Nathan freaking Peterman. Crickets. <laughs> the best part about that video was definitely that <clears throat> all the hype, it was like a hype video, and the best part of it was by far that every footage they showed was from preseason, this preseason, and there was no fans watching that game when Nathan Peterman was in. So I feel like that's going to be a good representation of the fan base that's going to be there for Bill's games. Not before the game, because they'll be there, but they're they're probably going to still jump on pong tables during the whole game. I'm pretty sure they won't step in. I think Bill's Mafia would have more fun this year just shoving their head in a snowbank. All right, uh, so we're moving to the number... Th- oh, wait, we got to do my thing. Oh, the one word. Yep. Can it be two? You know, for the Bills, I'll allow it. All right. Tom Brady. Can you explain? Uh, he makes them their, his bitch every single year. Thunder. I'd say that w- that's kind of true. Because he games, like, he's only lost, like, three games in, in Buffalo, right? I feel like under the Tyrod era, we've lost, we've split a good amount of those games. The Bills and the Jets... And maybe one every ten years, the Dolphins will give us a but good now shot. we're in a much more lethal era. The Nathan Peterman era. Look out. <laughs> Pats fans, watch out. <clears throat> this, is, this is the opportunity for the Pats secondary to get interceptions because, as we know, their defense is now not as good. But we'll it, talk about that later. Yep. Uh, number 30, <laughs> we got everyone's favorite Geico representative, Andrew Luck and the Colts. Oh, nice hit, big man. Uh, With the Stanford. So we watched how bad the Colts roster was last year when Jacoby Brissett was trying to carry them by himself. Um, It's really just a great example of how a quarterback can make your team look a lot better than it is Mm -hmm. because that team was basically the same team that Andrew Luck has willed to like eight, nine, and ten win seasons over and over. Mm -hmm. But the team is honestly – 
kind of the same. They spent their first round pick on the on a guard, which is good because their offensive line is not that great. But that guard is supposed to be the best overall pick in the draft, according to Madden. He was the highest oh, rating. Um, Quentin, what's his name? Nelson. Quentin Nelson. I told you the story of this past summer. I worked for his uncle on a construction site in Rye, New Hampshire. Excuse me, Northampton, New Hampshire. That's right. They have like 40 cousins in that family. Anyways. <laughs> we also give you the fun facts on <laughs> family lineage <laughs> of draft This picks. has been brought to you by Ancestry.com. Where it's a can't... fake ad. You're not getting anything out of that. I don't think they would anyway. In fact, do not go to <laughs> <laughs> Until they sponsor us, we're boycotting Ancestry.com. <laughs> Plant your seed. <laughs> Ancestry.com. I don't know if this is allowed, but we're doing it. <laughs> Whatever. Who cares? Um, yeah, the Colts. Also, we brought up Geico, too. Ask about it at work. <laughs> Anyways. <laughs> the Colts basically just have T.Y. Hill and Andrew Luck for fantasy relevance. I can't think of many in-game positives to talk about about the Colts, I'm just going to switch it over to fantasy and say that T.Y. will probably be a good wide receiver to pick up. I got forced to pick up Andrew Luck in our league because I wanted another quarterback that we'll talk about later, but I decided, you know, he's supposed... They've been giving Andrew Luck this, like, Hall of Fame accolade Mm. since he's been drafted, which I honestly feel like he has not deserved. What's that supposed to mean, man? (laughs) He, like, hasn't proved much. Honestly, he has like in my eyes the same accolades as mark sanchez did in his first two years where he brought the jets to the afc championship twice but no one talked about mark sanchez as if he was a top 10 quarterback but we're gonna let andrew luck who just has gone to one afc championship talk and lose in the first round of the playoffs over and over we're gonna talk about him like he's the second coming of john elloway based on what mel kuyper said on draft day i i just really don't get it trust the big board baby (laughs) But, yeah. Uh, I, I, I watched you make that pick, too, and it came down to Andrew Luck and Kirk Cousins. I think you took the full two minutes there, and I saw you toggle the little, uh, the little mouse over the two of them at least 30 times each. I don't know why you didn't pick Kirk Cousins. I'm sorry. You go bold in fantasy. Hot take. T.Y. Hilton this year is a number two wide receiver. There I said it. In fantasy. A number two? Like, you don't yeah. think he'll be a wide receiver one? I don't think he'll be wide receiver one. Wide receiver two. Okay. Brett, what's your one word for this team? Lucky? <laughs> Not good. Two words. We'll allow it. <clears throat> um, so, now we're going to number 29, uh, the Miami Dolphins, a.k.a. Lauren Tannehill. Oh, my God. She's beautiful. <laughs> Go Aggies. Am I right? Damn. They, yeah. Uh the Dolphins, uh, my dad's been a Dolphin fan for as long as I know. Shout out to you. <laughs> the Dolphins. TJ Yates is the answer, Corey. <laughs> if I could summarize what I've watched over the past entire life of my childhood. <laughs> um, my dad has watched every Dolphins game expecting the most and walking away with the least. Matt Moore will tear you a new asshole. You don't even know. <laughs> my dad basically proclaimed Chad Henney as the next coming of Christ when he was drafted. And Chad Henney was one of the worst quarterbacks I've ever watched in my entire life. Remember your father's reaction when they traded JHI? My my father was very <laughs> upset. Um, Thank God they have playoff Danny now. 
They yep. just have to make the playoffs. So the Dolphins Stay are tuned. the Dolphins are really famous in one area, and that's really imploding their roster for no reason whatsoever. And that was a great example this offseason. They traded away Jarvis the Juice Landry, mm-hmm. and he's they got loose and he's in Believeland now. <laughs> Bless him. Um, and we also got Ndamukong Sue, who they let go, but that was kind of expected. He was definitely a cancer in their locker room. So now Adam Gase is in his second year with Ryan Tannehill. Second year? Who cares? They're not good. Adam Gase is a really Let's good offensive coordinator. Uh, Ryan Tannehill, two years ago, had a really good year. Then he tore his ACL. So I'm honestly expecting Ryan Tannehill to look pretty decent and that was the playoff game against the Steelers right that was the se- so they made the playoffs two years ago not three, yeah then not Tannehill three, got Steelers. his ACL torn so Matt Moore had to play those games Remember Matt Moore getting rocked yeah Matt Moore that went out hysterical. cold that's where they could have used Jay Cutler I thought he died I heard taps being played it was weird <laughs> um yeah the Dolphins are it was honestly tough for me to decide between the Dolphins and the next team we're going to talk about, which I'll just spoil it, is the Jets. I think they're very – they could – the Dolphins could be better than the Jets, but the Jets, I think, have a better overall team right now because the Dolphins' strength, for some reason their defense is still Cameron Wake, who's like 38 years old, and their safeties. They don't have any corner depth, and their linebackers have is just Kiko Alonso, really. Their offense is going to be really interesting to watch in a bad way. It's like watching a car crash because their wide receivers are – they went from having good wide receivers to now relying on names like Devontae Parker, Kenny Stills, Danny Amendola, and they signed Albert Wilson to a huge contract. And Albert Wilson, I'm pretty sure, has not played a single minute of valuable football. I'm sorry. Who was Albert Wilson? He was a slot Brett, receiver Brett, look him up the in the Chiefs. book you're reading. I cannot read that fast. Okay. Frankly, <laughs> uh, at all. So, Brad, what are your thoughts on the Dolphins? Dolphins are a weird team. Um, I want to say a little bit more about them because I've heard people talk about how the Dolphins in the coming years are poised to take up a position in the AFC East now that the Patriots are looking like they're falling off. We'll talk more about that later. But I honestly don't know I don't know what to think of them yet. Tannehill, I like Tannehill. And I think uh, he's a good starting point for them. So, yeah. Mark my words. The Dolphins will win their Monday night football game this year. They always seem to. I don't know about the rest of the season, but that's how it's going to go. Um, I honestly feel like the Dolphins season is either going to go surprisingly well or it's going to be a train wreck. But what is surprisingly well? I think in I terms think they of could, we're thinking it's like 7-9, and nine, maybe 8-8. I'm, maybe eight and eight. I'm thinking 9-7 and seven is their ceiling. Oh, that's cute. It's their ceiling, so it's... Like, they're not going to... As ever. Michael Jordan once said, the ceiling is the roof, baby. <clears throat> Boom. Go Tar Heels. All right, it's time for probably my least favorite team of my lifetime, uh, the Jets. J-E-T-S. Not Jets, because Jets, Jets. of their team being a threat. It's just that their fans are always really confident in a team that's never that good. <laughs> Fireman Ed, Ed. Oh, my God. I think that guy st- – this is how bad it is for the Jets. I think he stopped going to Jets games. Yeah, he did. Maybe he's too famous or maybe they just suck. I don't know. 
they haven't recovered since the Rex Ryan era, which ironically was their pinnacle, mm. but they treat it as if it was their worst moments of their lives. I haven't seen them go to the playoffs since, so I think that's a very Man, unlike, those, those unfair. Those guys were foot soldiers. <laughs> Put your best foot forward. <laughs> um, yeah, the Jets drafted Sam Darnold. That's the big story for them this season. How is he going to play? He looked okay in the preseason. I didn't think it was worth trading away Teddy Bridgewater. I'm personally a huge fan of Teddy Bridgewater. Huge, great comeback story for the league. Mm. He's a great guy. He, he's just one of those guys who really, really want to do well. Yeah, he's like, a guy. Not Christian Hackenberg. That guy can suck it. <laughs> you hear that, Christian? <laughs> if you're listening. I hope you're not listening. <laughs> if you are, we'd love to have you on the show for an interview. To do a segment with Ancestry.com. <laughs> or Geico. <laughs> All potential Maybe ads. Maybe both. Who knows? <laughs> potential ads. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm really looking to be stunned here by these ad reads. Um, Call our business consultant Catherine Riddinger with any inquiries. <laughs> I think she's going to hate that I just said that. <laughs> but the Jets, um, Jamal Adams is awesome. He's a really good safety. He... Could have won Rookie of the Year. Ch- uh, Leonard Williams is a monster on the defensive line. They definitely have not filled the void of losing Darrell Revis at corner, and it's been about a lifetime since Darrell was relevant. That's true. So Robbie Anderson looks cool. I mean. <laughs> but he's a great guy. Uh, he was their only offensive stud last year they brought in Terrell Pryor as an yes. experiment which I thought he was going to do better in Washington than he did yeah. but he didn't an so exper- what better place to experiment that was. try that out than in uh, New York but yeah the Jets the more I talk about them uh, the less I like them the Sam- more the more I want to move on also I just have to say something really quick Sam Donald's forehead is so goddamn huge <laughs> you could land a plane on that thing it needs its own zip code. I want to hear what Peyton Manning thinks about that, though. <laughs> that guy's got an even bigger forehead. Robin Gibb, or excuse me, Brett, do you have anything to add? I want to circle back for a second to what Corey was talking about. New York fans. <clears throat> I am so happy to see the Jets be so bad for so long. Because there are nothing wor- there is nothing worse in this world than a Yankees fan. Talking about how many rings they've won. I don't want to hear that yep. shit. We'll let's let's focus 19, on the now. 20. Yeah, yeah. We'll, t- we'll, we'll talk about now, yeah. right? Yeah. And now, the Jets still suck. Mm-hmm. Will, for the foreseeable future. Burning hell, Fireman Ed. As long as Forehead Man is under center, of course. Uh-huh. Wait, that's a hot take. That's a really smoldering take. Um, jo- Sam Darnold is the projected rookie oh, of the I year. No, I'm no, sorry. I'm I, we were not expecting hot takes out of Brett. I mean, <laughs> this he's, is a, he's reading a NFL for dummies take. right now. The roof of my mouth is burnt right now. Brett, I just want – I'm going to ask you basically as if we're in a one-on-one interview. Um, you, Sam Darnold is here. basically poised to be the most safe draft pick of the quarterback class. Everyone's saying he was NFL ready. So you're telling the fans <laughs> – that you expect Sam Darnold to be a huge bust for where he was drafted. I never said huge bust. What I mean is I think he's going to disappoint fans. 
who think that he's going to be this franchise quarterback who for years they'll look to like other teams have for their quarterbacks. You know, Peyton Manning, Tom Brady. I don't expect him. No one's going to reach that level. No one for the Jets. Well, they certainly didn't build a good enough team around him right now to really show his ability. Um, But, yeah, I can agree with your stance on New York fans because Jets fans for – any Jets fan that you talk to on the street, the first thing they'll say is that they won Super Bowl three with Joe Namath and praise him as God amongst men. Newsflash Jets fans, if you're listening, and if you hung up a while ago, I totally understand. <laughs> Joe smart. Namath had more interceptions than he did touchdowns. No one talks about that. He was not the reason you won Super Bowl three. You just really need to get over it. Yeah, but what about Broadway Joe? You're so good. I hate that they bring him up everywhere they go. Like when he was there for Super Bowl 50 when he did the coin flip. Yes. And then he like did it way yes. too early. Like he was super excited. He's like, I'm relevant again. I know this was forever ago, but I, I was born in New York and I lived there till I was nine. The amount of Jets fans who talk about Joe Namath. Like Joe Namath is like everybody's confirmation name. Like it's terrible. I don't know why he's still so relevant. The day that Joe Namath passes, who knows what name is going to be in New York Jets fans' mouths. What is it going to be? Are they going to be like, uh, oh, Darrell Revis won us no Super Bowls, but two AFC championships on Revis Island. The thing is, though, whenever you hear a Jets fan talking about the Super Bowl that they won, that's like me or you or any of us talking about how good Wilt Chamberlain was back in the day. 100 oh points, God. baby. Remember that one? That was outstanding. <laughs> I can't believe that happened before I was born. And he played against five foot six white men. Hey, man, Bob, <laughs> Bob Cousy was the tits. <laughs> Bob, if you're listening, I hope you're still listening. <laughs> I don't know. I think he died. No, Bob Cousy's alive. No, Bob Cousy, I think, died recently. Bob, if you're alive, now would be the time to call in. <laughs> We're doing some quick research. He's a beast in 2K. I'm just going to say it right here, right now. He's alive. 90. Stand alive. Stand alive. Uh, <laughs> that's his height, Corey. <laughs> All right. Um, Brett. He's six foot one. Yeah. Wow. He was a center against Will. Makes sense. Mm-hmm. I remember that game like it was. We can go next week. Yeah, yeah. All right, but you need to summarize them in one word. Yeah, your your word the count there was like 215 words. Brett, uh, how would you summarize the Jets in one word? Or what do you think of when you think of the Jets? Awful forever. Hell. <laughs> Flames. <laughs> this is the first team I can honestly say I'm excited to talk about on the list. Uh, number 27, the Cleveland Browns. Cleveland, baby. Uh, oh, I am very excited about this Cleveland team because this is the first time I've looked at the Cleveland roster and been like, wow, the best player is not Joe Thomas. It's also <laughs> which has been the yeah. case for years. 10,000 consecutive snaps. What a guy. That guy deserves Free a medal. Free golf forever. He deserves a medal. I know. You, like, cannot be on such bad teams for so long and know, been through so many quarterbacks and not automatically lock up a Hall of Fame spot. Yeah. Also, something else to note about the Browns in terms of everybody's excitement for watching them. I know they were on Hard Knocks. People were excited about them before they were on Hard Knocks and before it was announced. I mean, people were just excited for this season. You know what I mean? 
they finally have a quarterback that people know not from draft night with Tyrod, mm. who is the most underrated quarterback in the NFL. I'd say so. He's like people always say that he's not like the touchdown like machine. He'll he'll give you like he just gets it done. He'll give you nineteen and ten. He'll give you nineteen touchdowns, ten interceptions, and then he'll give you like six on the ground. Yeah. So it's like twenty three. He's like a poor man's Cam Newton, except way more accurate. (laughs) (laughs) So there were things about the hard knocks that made them look good, Um, specifically the team that they've built. But I don't believe necessarily in their organization. I still have very strong doubts Mm. about that. Uh, I, I didn't see the episode, but I watched an article or read an article about uh, their one of their wide receivers made a mistake in practice or something and had to run 30 routes at the end of practice. Their coach made him do it, just a disciplinary action. Hugh freaking Jackson, baby. Yeah, and he did 30. He ran 30 routes, and then the Steelers. Who's the Steelers? Antonio Brown, he's a wide receiver. Mm-hmm. He, he runs 80 routes, the same cross route. Every practice. Yeah. You know, there's just a separation of dedication there. Right. I don't know if the Browns... The lack of, a lack of disciplinary. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, the organization just it doesn't seem there for me. Yeah. I I totally agree with that. I think, I think the talent level for the first time in a few years, or, you know, maybe several decades, um, is... I think it's finally there. But I think Brett's right. More than anything, you need somebody... I'm sorry, Hugh. You seem like a great family man, but I mean, it's just you need somebody who's going to coach the team well in all aspects, in all regards. My highlight of Hard Knocks to show how bad Hugh Jackson is as a head coach is that after they based the announcer basically shit on him saying how he's one in thirty-one in two seasons, they show him going into the coaching room with uh, Todd Haley and Greg Williams, who are both well-respected coordinators in this league. He looks at them like dead in the eye, and he's like, until you sit in my chair, you follow the rules I put down. Follow me till the end. And you can see them looking at each other like, didn't this guy go like 1-31 in last year? Like in two years? And like, like, you haven't earned any respect. He's been a coach for the, the Raiders when Jamarcus Russell was their quarterback. And then he was basically stuck being an offensive coordinator. The last time he was a relevant coordinator was in Cincinnati when he revived Andy Dalton to looking like a decent quarterback. Mm. But, yeah, I agree with Brett. Uh, the I think that uh, Hugh Jackson will definitely be fired by the end of the year because this team will not reach the hard knocks level that hard knocks loves to pump out where they make a team look a lot better than they actually are. I have. There, it's a Hard Knocks curse. There's not one team I've ever seen that's lived up to the hype from Hard Knocks, except for the Jets when they were on it and they made it to the AFC Championship again. That was a long time ago. I know it. Feels that was like fat, fat ago. Rex Ryan. Yeah, <laughs> that was Mark Sanchez tattooed Rex Ryan. Well, actually, you know what? Tattoos last forever, so he still got it. <laughs> Thank God. Brett, anything else you'd like to add about the Browns before we move on? I'll give my one word. Potential. I 100% agree. That was awesome. Yes. So we're going to talk about the 26th overall team, which this is actually the first time where there was some separation in ranking. Uh, We're going to be talking about the Washington Redskins. Oh, baby. Mm. Ian has them as 
the second worst team in football. They're getting the second pick. I am in the opposite camp, kind of. I had them as the 21st team in the NFL. I don't believe in Alex Smith this year. I loved him with the Chiefs. I thought he was great. I thought he was very, very underrated. That was a well-coached team. Is their coach still Jay Gruden? I'm not saying that he can't be a good coach and that he hasn't been in the past, but, I mean, I don't remember any specific success coming out of the Jay Gruden era thus far. They've made Kirk Cousins look really good. I personally think, and you're going to hear about it later on the show, I personally think Kirk Cousins is a very good quarterback, and I think he makes receivers look better. I'm not saying Alex Smith wouldn't do the exact same thing. So I'm Okay, so you're arguing that the team made Kirk Cousins look good. I think Kirk Cousins made the team look good. No, my argument is more that uh, I think Alex Smith isn't that far off from Kirk Cousins in terms of talent. And this is where we argue. Alex Smith just came off of his best career year. Mm-hmm. And you and can has, say it's because of Andy Reid. He's gone now. You can argue that it's Andy Reid, but I can also argue that's not true because the 49er years, when Harbaugh got there, he looked a lot better. That's true. So and Look at Michigan football now. What? <laughs> uh, and um, uh, Jay Gruden actually is also an offensive coordinator. He was another one who was a coach for Cincinnati. So it's not like he's going to a coach that's defensive-minded. He's going to know how to work with what Alex Smith has. So I'm not expecting like a huge drop-off, but I'm also not expecting him to be a great team, especially after they picked up Adrian Peterson and announced him as their starter. That is true. I after- did make the prediction before Adrian Peterson. Not that Adrian Peterson is going to go back to like, you know, Eric Dickerson amount of yards. I think he'll do pretty well for them, you know, considering his recent history. But I don't know. I just have this feeling deep within me that the Redskins are not going to be good this year. And that doesn't mean that they will be the second worst team in the NFL, clearly. Like, I think they could still not exactly compete for the division, but I think that they could give some close games. It's definitely an underwhelming roster Mm -hmm. that Alex Smith is kind of stuck with. Yes. Alex Smith is a good quarterback. But I really, really think that Kirk Cousins was better in charge of the well-oiled machine called the Washington Redskins than Alex Smith will be. Brett, your thoughts? Is that sizzling or is that... I don't know. I don't really know how to interpret that. I'm not familiar with Alex Smith. However, I do want to say that as little as I've seen of the Redskins in the past few years kind of should indicate to you guys how just irrelevant they've been been floating around in irrelevancy Mm -hmm. for almost years now i'm gonna take an assumption which is sad to do in the nfc east because everybody is always competing the nfc east it feels like so i know i get what you're saying tell me if i'm wrong it's the last time you've heard about the washington redskins when rg3 was the quarterback yes (laughs) that was the one good year they've had in quite some time (laughs) and it all ended on a rainy day playing seattle playing Seattle, where RG3 turned around after the snapper, fumbled it over his head, and his knee bent like a rod stick. <laughs> a pretzel rod, just like a... <laughs> like twisted up. I just twisted. can't <laughs> stop thinking about that. That's sad. I miss, I miss old RG3. He's the number two on the Ravens roster now. Thank God. He was a running quarterback, right? Like, yes. That was his thing. Mm-hmm. He was so good at Baylor. Oh, my God. This is nostalgic. Let's move on and start crying. <laughs> uh, we got. We're moving on to number twenty-five, a quarterback that I honestly can't stand. 
Uh, the Bengals. <laughs> oh, baby, Red Rifle. <laughs> Red Rifle Andy Dalton, a.k.a. Average, a.k.a. Not Great. Don't know why he's still playing. Very passionate at how bad he is. I wish we had a funny <laughs> comparison for Andy Dalton, but he is just so average that it's actually, like, <laughs> extraordinarily average. People, when he was drafted, said he was like Carson Palmer. Carson Palmer was way better. <laughs> Carson Palmer was pissed off when they said that. <laughs> Carson Palmer was just sitting there going like, um, I don't want to be on a room with him. They traded him to Oakland like two days later yeah. after they drafted him. But that was the best decision they've ever made. <laughs> White bread is jealous about how plain Andy <laughs> Dalton is. Andy Dalton is like, Brought if you, you were... Brought to you by Wonder Bread. <laughs> <laughs> Eat it. Just don't give it to Andy. <laughs> Andy Dolan's the equivalent of basically like you're a dad and your daughter comes home with a boyfriend who they tell you is on the football team. You honestly are like are kind of excited. You're like, oh sweet, I get to watch like he's gonna be like a football player. He's gonna be like the quarterback or something because my daughter is like she's my genes. She has to be top quality. And she comes home with my loins. Look at me, I'm awesome. (laughs) She comes home with the backup kicker. And the guy looks at you, and his arm is, like, the equivalent of your finger in length. <laughs> its width is, like, basically right there. Yeah, the backup kicker is always, like, JV soccer, too. They're just like, oh, well, you know, we could have somebody wear this uniform, so it's fun. <laughs> no one else wanted to wear the number two, so. <laughs> I have a growth efficiency. <laughs> nice to meet you, Mr. Johnson. I play on the football team. Basically, Andy Dolan is also has the best coach fit for him because he has marvin lewis a I coach forgot. who has for- never won a playoff i game. forgot mr lewis was still kicking if we're being honest he's kicking but you wouldn't know it because the wheels don't turn mm-hmm. they're also wasting huge talent in aj green that's so sad it really who is. is a monster yeah. he would be he would be julio jones if he had a better quarterback i wish he was on green bay I think that would just oh. be amazing. Can you? Oh, I just. Oh. oh, look at your pants right now. Oh, I just, <laughs> I just changed something. That is a great, great. It's addition. a rumor. You heard it here first. Ian Rappaport, don't at me. Don't do it. <laughs> Joe Mixon is the big name, I guess, this year because like he's him. the new name. Joe Mixon had like huge him. potential last year to be great, but he got in trouble with the fuzz. So he is basically – this is his year to show. And if he doesn't put out the numbers, he will just be gone because Giovanni Bernard is better. Bengals, Let's hope there are no sideline fights. Am I right, Joe? <laughs> also, also uh, basically, the Bengals have a lot of hype. The, the Bengals, for some reason, are getting a lot of hype this offseason by experts. They're Why? saying they're underwhelmed. Like, they're underrated. I'm underwhelmed. I'm very underwhelmed by this roster, and I don't see any way in which that's going to happen. Do you think they're going to exceed expectations? Because I see them being in the bottom of the barrel of the North. I think that's generous, too. I think the Browns could be better. Yeah, I know you actually did that with your rankings, and and you went through each division and did that. Actually, mm, to go back to the Browns, didn't you say number two? I did. (laughs) Oh, spicy. It's like a jalapeno popper in my mouth. Um, Number 24. 24. We got the Arizona Cardinals. Probably the least hated team in the league. I would say so. I don't like David Johnson for no reason in particular. I just don't believe in him at all. I wholeheartedly disagree with that point. Oh, nice talking to you. (laughs) uh, 
Uh, he's a monster. Uh, he produced probably one of the most efficient years in the league. Can't believe I'm hearing from this. a running back perspective. God. Everyone, I feel like Ian's just saying this because he had an injury last year, a wrist injury that's not even going to affect how he runs the football. Because last time I don't, I, don't che- I checked, you don't run on your wrists. Not the way David Johnson does it. He just runs in like a catwalk, <laughs> claws David out, Johnson digging into walks the, to turf. the end zone. Uh, I just don't believe. I'm sorry. There's no reason for me to say that. It's just a gut feeling. What do you feel about Sam Bradford then? Because that's the next topic of discussion with the Cardinals. They picked him up in the offseason. No one else wanted Sammy Biscuits, a.k.a. Sammy Brittle, a.k.a. Sam Bradford. You know, Journey has always told us don't stop believing. I stopped believing in Sam Bradford years ago. He just, produced. Why is he still in the league? He, um, well, Okay, Corey with the stats now. Yep. Uh, Sam Bradford produced the most accurate NFL season in NFL history with the Vikings, which was just replaced by Drew Brees last year. Ooh. (laughs) Statistics. Sam Bradford has honestly been what most teams – like, he is not a bust for being the number one pick. He has definitely served his role with several teams. I think he has. He's had a very injury-riddled career. There's no denying He that. was never going to be, like, lights out. Yeah. But he was definitely going to be a serviceable quarterback. And I think if the Cardinals' defense can be pretty good, I mean, they have Chandler Jones, who's currently the favorite to win Defensive Player of the Year, mm. former Patriot, former yes. Pothead, former waking up in front of the cops naked. Still miss you, though, Chandler. <laughs> <laughs> they got rid of Honey Badger. Oh, God. Oh, Texans, correct? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. That's a huge loss. Yeah. They still have Patrick Peterson, who – is still a top five corner, I believe. Can I backtrack just really quick? Of course. What I said about Sam Bradford before, I think he's a great guy. <laughs> Love to have you on the podcast. Seriously, you're, you're listening right now along with Bob Cousy and maybe Will Chamberlain. You know, all three of you should come on. But the thing <laughs> is, um, he's just gotten hurt so many times. And I know you can agree with me. The only reason I said why is he still in the league is because we want Josh Rosen to start. We just do because he's, he's fun to watch. Sam Bradford should be in this league. I'm sorry if I offended anybody. Um, the statistics are correct. Sam Bradford is technically a good quarterback. The sad Anyways. part about the Cardinal season is this is definitely the last year we're going to watch Larry Fitzgerald play football. That just makes me sad. Larry Fitzgerald, basically the Walter Payton man of the year, every year, in my eyes, is going to probably retire He's going to probably produce another very efficient season under whichever quarterback starts. It kind of feels like when Twinkies went off the market. It's <laughs> like you never really thought about it all too much, but you're just like, oh, are you kidding? The Twinkies are gone. Yeah, Larry that's... Fitzgerald is gone. Oh, Brett's got something to say. I said Twinkies. Yeah, I'm in on that. That's just like one of those things where you don't ever think of Twinkies, but be them being gone. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, it nags at you. This guy knows. Like it's it's supposed yeah, to be there. It's, it's comforting. Just, yeah, you never buy them. It makes you no, feel good. They're, they're it makes disgusting. you feel really I've never good. had one. Yeah, they're gross. But knowing that they're not there. Well, don't the call worst. Larry Fitzgerald gross. Well, he can Oh, whoa. Whoa. Ouch. He was like man of the year. Actually, I don't know about that. University of Phoenix graduate. That is true. Go Phoenix. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, yeah, the Cardinals drafted Josh Rosen quarterback ucla master of the hot tub sex Mm. Mm. really you don't remember the pictures 
That makes me sound really weird. Uh, sorry. <laughs> Those ran in Sports Illustrated. They were all clean. I'm just assuming. Oh, God. Um, Josh Rosen was my favorite quarterback in this draft. Not because of the hot tub sex. but more Mine than- neither, to be fair. <laughs> Jeez. But I guess this applies to both. Uh, his technique in and out of the hot tub is sublime. <laughs> this man... I love I've, a good double entendre, Corey. Thank you. That was beautiful. Uh, I there's a story about Josh Rosen. I've told to every person who I wanted to talk I think to you about Josh tell Rosen. Bob Wilt. Uh, I'm going to tell all right of you. Okay. Uh, so when Josh Rosen was younger, he was learning how to play tennis when he was 14. He was definitely a preppy kid. He looks like a preppy kid. Doesn't make him likable off the bat. This guy works really hard on technique and anything he does. When he was younger, 14. When he was trying out for the tennis team, he perfected his serve based on technique so well that he was hitting over 100 miles per hour per serve as a 14-year-old. I'm I'm just going to let everyone know. I'm not embarrassed. If I hit a tennis ball, it's probably going like 50 max, and it's going over the net by a mile and a half. This I don't kid, remember anything from when I was 14 besides that I was on freshman sports teams, so that's just embarrassing. I kind of wish I didn't mention it. Uh, I feel like Josh Rosen is going to be a guy who you would see working on his form every offseason and getting better. He's, for some reason, really not valued right now, and I feel like he is very good. I'm expecting him to start probably mid-year because Sam Bradford is inevitably going to get hurt. Oh, but yeah, sad though. Sammy Biscuits will probably move on from this one-year contract and go to everyone's favorite destination the Cleveland Browns. I will remember you. Brett, do you have anything to add? Did you just put us on hold? So, Brett, what are your thoughts on the Cardinals? I don't know the Cardinals. And, however, who is the quarterback? Josh Rosen. I liked how he looked in college. I watched a bit of college football last year, and I think he's a good guy. I wholeheartedly agree. Uh, 23, we got Spider-2Y Banana. The dumpster fire. Welcome to Monday Night Football. I tell you what, man. This team is absolutely... You know what? For this whole one, we might as well just go full John Gruden. All analogies. That's going to be tough, but I say we do it. I tell you what, man. Um, I really don't like the team that I've assembled here. Uh, I took Khalil Mack and traded him for about two pennies on the dollar. But you know what? Derek Carr was uh, MVP. uh, Excuse me. Almost MVP (laughs) two years ago. Uh, That is important to note. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so give him a chance, would you? But I tell you what, I traded a third-round pick for Martavius Bryant, a player I just got a few days ago, a player that I thought was going to be better, man, but I, I tell you what, man, he didn't cut it. Hey, man, I'll tell you what, though. <laughs> Sebastian Janikowski? He's on, not on the team anymore. I know, but that man had <laughs> the leg of the country, and he's not even from here. That is a very true statement, man. Hey, Brett, uh, before you uh, give your one word, do you have a John Gruden accent to kind of add or no? Yeah, I got a little Italian accent here. <laughs> what are we doing? I tell you what, man, that was not Season a good thing. Good fellas. That's the thing. I tell you what, man. I tell you what. I tell you what, man. Yeah, yeah you do. You do. It's going to be a good team this year. I, I really don't think that, man. Um, John Gruden really I'll took this you team what, man. and that threw him in the dumpster. Spin, man. <laughs> Uh, Derek Carr, overrated quarterback. I tell you what, I like them in QB camp. Don't like him here. Brett Belden, now is that an Italian name, my man, or no? Supposed- 
in all seriousness, no. Uh, Oakland's going to be terrible. I love a good carbonara. Yeah, I think they're going to be ass. All right. Um, I'm done talking about Oakland. Oakland's going to be great. Fantastic. Projection. Wearing the uh, the Eight wins. Eight. That's not that great. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Got to love a good 500 season. <laughs> the good news is, I tell you what, I'm on a 10-year, $100 million contract, so I'm sticking around even if we finish 2-14. and 14. I already <laughs> missed the freaking broadcast booth, man. I'll tell you what. I miss Mike Dorico. <laughs> <laughs> uh, this is the last team we're going to talk about in the, the dumpster fire section, and that is a team that was once great, but they have fallen. And that is oh, the no, Seahawks the of Seattle. Fallen. Seriously. What the hell happened to the Legion of Boom? It's the Legion of Bleh. <laughs> because uh, let's just go the through Legion the names that used to be on that team. Sounds like a motorcycle group. The yeah, Legion you t- of Tears. <laughs> you tell me if these players are still on the roster now. I'm going to try my hardest. Okay. Um, Richard Sherman. Um, he's in San Francisco. Cam Chancellor. Retired. I almost said dead. That was mean. Jeez. <laughs> Career is. Um, <laughs> no, Brandon Browner. Gone. Exactly. Those are players that consisted of the Legion of Boom. The last ones left are Earl Thomas. Not willingly, by the way. Yeah, he might be gone by the time this recording's over. Wait, he's still there. <laughs> I would also like to add that Russell Wilson is no longer with the team. I think you're thinking of how he's not exactly with the New York Yankees. Uh, he is still the quarterback of the Seattle Seahawks. No, no, no. He is not with the team anymore. Really? Why is that? He's just not with them. Oh, he's mentally. Uh huh. Oh, you should say that he, next time. He's really. Um, yeah, I wouldn't want to be there either. If I'm being honest, uh, as much as I'd love to throw the ball to Doug Baldwin 500 times and get sacked on every other play, well, let's just rewind to a decision. Well, Jimmy Grant. Oh, wait, Percy Hart. Marshawn. Oh. Sydney Wright. Oh. Oh, but they have Brandon Marshall. Oh, oh sweet. Who barely made their 53-man roster after getting an injury every other season. But, hey. That'll do it to you. But they have a, <laughs> they have Rashad Penny, a player who they sp- spent their first-round pick on. Absolute beast. I think they have a blind fullback, too. I think that's just for the Bose commercial. Bose, by the way, uh, great sound, great audio. Thanks for sponsoring the podcast unofficially. <laughs> yeah, thanks for that. Richard Sherman used to be for Bose, or he probably still is. He's for Beats. Oh. <laughs> beats. <laughs> Wings. Beats. <laughs> uh, Sports. That's what I was thinking, yeah. The Seahawks are honestly in a weird situation where they dominated their division for a long time, but now they're seeing the Rams just took them over last year. It's and still now, an oddly strong division, even though we just kind of we put the Cardinals in the dumpster fire. They could still surprise. They they could. It's very little chance, but I they think could. I know we have them higher up than the Cardinals. You know what? I don't even think this is that sizzling. Seahawks finished last. Pete Carroll chews over 8,000 pieces of gum this year, <laughs> just out of frustration. Russell Wilson will still not have sex with his wife throughout the whole regular season. Hashtag abstinence. Um, Speaking of sex, here's Brett. That's right. Sex for your ears. <laughs> Beats. <laughs> Bose. Welcome to NPR. <laughs> no, I would like to add that I've always liked Seattle sports. 
with the exception of obviously the one year that the Patriots played them in the Super Bowl, I had to root for the Patriots. That's just the way it goes. I've always liked Seattle sports. I was sad Being when the Supersonics Hollis, left. New Hampshire. What? Being from Hollis, New Hampshire. That's right. With my expert <laughs> worldview. <laughs> <laughs> my great understanding of the geography of the US area. Look, they're just one of those they're just one of those cities. They're a big sports city. I was sad when the Supersonics left. And I remember it like it was yesterday. <laughs> just like, like just four. like Will Chamberlain used to say, <laughs> I hate when the Supersonics leave Seattle. And then Russell Westbrook is the only guy on the team. So Oh. Dark period for them. Good reference though. Um just in general about Seattle sports, I mean, it's a shame to see them at the bottom of the standings. I like when they're competitive. I don't like when they're playing the Pats, but I do like to see them up there. Yeah, they're and fun. It used to be fun. Yeah, it goes goes the same way for um, their baseball team, which has a name, mm-hmm. the Mariners. The Mariners. I'm glad we both remembered. Yeah, me too. So timely. Oh. No, dude, they're in Minnesota. <laughs> the Boston Twins. Here. Oh, here, take this, would you? The Seahawks definitely have potential to – they're a great example of what I said about the, the Dolphins. I feel like they're going to go either way. Because Russell Wilson – is the bright spot. The offense is the team. Which is so weird that we're talking about a Seahawks team that is based off offense when I don't even think their offense is that great. I just think Russell Wilson is really great. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, that's going to be it for Seattle. Go Mariners. The Space Needle is beautiful. Have you ever been there? Uh, so now we're going to go into uh, the second tier of teams we have. We just talked about the Dumpster Fire teams, and now we're going to talk about the really can go either way, the mist of potential teams. Middle of the pack, 7, 9, 8, and 8, 9, and 7, those with, sorts of teams. With one of these or two of these maybe surprising us and going into the playoffs. Yeah. Uh, so we're going to start off with the Broncos of Denver, the Peyton Manningless Broncos of Denver. The Mile High City, baby. I love a good Western omelet. I know Brett does. Look at him. Brett, for the record, is smiling. He really is. Look at his pants. Look at them. They're nice corduroys. Fresh out of a Land's End catalog. Seriously, I don't know how to feel about the Broncos. I love the Broncos this year. Mm. Oh, Demarius I, Thomas. Oh, we know you love him in fantasy. I really don't. How many years out of your life have you had Demarius Thomas in four fantasy? In four in a row. Four in a row. You try to trade him every time. I really don't like Demarius Thomas as a fantasy option because he hasn't had a good quarterback in quite some time. Watching Corey draft in fantasy, now that we've all gotten to know him, is very funny because Demarius Thomas was sitting there waiting to be picked for about, I would say, 10 to 15 minutes. Way over his draft. Yep, price. and Corey sat there, and he... Made this face that looked like he was about to poop himself, and he drafted Demarius Thomas for, <laughs> you heard it here, the fourth year in a row. When I drafted Demarius Thomas, I feel like I neutered myself. I feel like I grabbed snippers I and just cut my that. sack off. Snip, snap, snip, snap, <laughs> snip, snap. <laughs> Do you have any idea the physical <laughs> That three vasectomies can have on a person. Snip, snap, snip, snap, snip, snap. <laughs> That's how I feel when I draft you, Demarius. <laughs> But now you have Case Keenum, a quarterback known for being Ooh. average. Skull. Clap. Skull. <laughs> Clap. Uh, yeah, Denver has a great defense. They always have. They have Bravon Miller. I'm going to say top two best pass rusher in the yeah. league behind yeah. J.J. Mm. Uh, he's pr- proven for years. Their defense is always solid. They have Chris Harris at the corner, shut down. 
they've gotten rid of a lot of talent they had over the past few years, but they've replaced it with some great drafts. And this draft was really good for them because they got the best rusher in this draft as well with Bradley Chubb. Yes. An absolute beast from NC State. He's going to be with Von Miller, and those two are just going to make hell for every quarterback they face. Um, but their offense is really the talking point because that's what they really tried to improve on. They drafted one of my favorite players in this draft, Rolls-Royce Freeman. Baby. An absolute won. monster from Oregon. We're going we're gonna to be rolling in ad revenue after this one. <laughs> we I don't are. know where from. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're going to make moolah off of Royce Freeman, who's going to be on the podcast at some point, I hope. Next week. Oh, God. Don't quote me on that. <laughs> no, that is confirmed. It's confirmed. Oh, my God. Royce, you're coming on. I'll direct <laughs> message you later. Um. But to talk about the offense, I know we just shit on Demarius Thomas. Him and Emmanuel Sanders, they're both always very good old reliables, in my opinion. I 100% agree. Yeah, and I know that their run game isn't strong, but I think with Case Keenum, that's a definite upgrade over Trevor Simeon. Well, I don't even think started every game last year, I think... Did Paxton Lynch get a start? Mm-hmm. Rip. Trevor Simeon was really good for the first few games. But then he was really bad for the rest of them. Really bad. Like, god-awful. Like, Helen Keller in a Pop Warner League bad. Um, Case Keenum could either go either way. Yes. Either this signing is going to make John Elway look great, or they've wasted a lot of money on Case Keenum when they should have just really overpaid for Kirk Cousins. What's your regular season prediction? For the Broncos? Yeah. I mean, this is this is the middle of the pack group, so... I have the Broncos finishing in second. Whoa. Really? Mm-hmm. Really? So, you, okay, oh, I'm not going to spoil it. I almost did there. That wouldn't have been good. That would have been bad. Oh. So, okay, at what, 9 and 7? 8 and 8, 9 eight and 7. And eight. I think I had 7 and 9. I'm pretty sure I did. But, you know, I really, I really think they won't be any better than maybe 10 and 6. I really think 9 and 7 is a stretch for them. Okay. Brett? This is in Colorado. They're all going to get high and get busted for PEDs. That's all I have to say. That's just the way the cookie crumbles. Thoughts on the nickname Rolls-Royce Freeman? Fantastic. Thank you. 